Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, 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 what up, what up, though? It's your boy Reggie Watkins, and you're listening to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review us, subscribe, comment, but don't be hating, especially today. Don't be hating, because we don't need that. My man Kevin Cleland's running the boards, producing, engineering. Kevin, what's cracking? How you doing, brother? I am doing fantastic, Reggie. Uh, this Friday's pretty good, but last Friday was better. I was able to go to the L.A. County Fair and visit the Vince Lombardi Trophy Rams, you know, one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because they won the Super Bowl. You just going to throw that throw that back out there. Huh? Y'all won the Super Bowl. So you got to go see the trophy out in, out in beautiful Pomona at the L.A. County Fair. There you go. Did you get to kiss the trophy? I did, did not. Kiss it, was, the trophy? It, it was encased in a giant plexiglass uh, case, but I got to see it up close and personal. Good, good. You don't want to be kissing it during COVID. We don't. We don't want to be doing none of that because that. you know, uh, yeah, spreading <laughs> germs, all that, all that good stuff. Congratulations! I'm happy for you. You know what I'm saying? I bet it won't happen again. I bet you it won't <laughs> happen again. Not this year. Not this year. Um. So we have got a show. We we basically what we're gonna do is just we're just gonna keep going off of what we talked about last week. Name, image, and likeness is given the NCAA pure hell and. Man, hell, hell hath no fury like hating ass Nick Saban scorn. Okay, um, but this is this is just a continuation of what I talked about last week. The NIL, all these deals the kids are getting, and the schools, the money that they are missing out on, and the kids getting more than the coaches—not more than the coaches, but having the same money as the coaches. All this stuff came to a head this week when this past Wednesday, uh, past Wednesday, May 18th, was actually my son's birthday. So, you know, Jake, if he's actually listening to this, uh, happy birthday, happy belated birthday. I said birthday to him in, in the real life, but, but you're hearing it here on the show. It's my son's birthday on Wednesday. But on Wednesday in Birmingham, Alabama, head football coach of uh, University of Alabama, uh, Nick Saban, was speaking to a group of local Alabama businessmen and he decided to go nuclear on the NIL, basically talking about how he doesn't know if it's sustainable um, and uh, basically threw people under the bus, which is what the NIL is going to bring about more and more and more and more. Nick Saban started out, I mean, he, he was doing, he did like a, you know, a, a 19 minute, 20 minute, you know, talk where he's talking to these businessmen and it was on tape and man said, Texas A&M bought 
their top-ranked signing class. Texas A&M has the number one recruiting class this year. Uh, last year, they beat Alabama as well. And Nick Saban said, basically, uh, we were number two last year. Uh, Texas A&M was number one. They bought all their players. Name, image, and likeness influenced all their players to go there. I don't know if it's sustainable for us. He also went on to talk about <laughs> Travis Hunter, the number one recruit, right? Number one recruit in, uh, in, in America this past year who decided to go to Jackson State instead of going to Florida State. Brought him up. Said that uh, there was, you can see it in the paper. Some Jackson State paid a kid a million dollars to come there. And nobody even did anything about it. Talked about University of Miami. Miami's got kids going there to play basketball for $400,000 or, or football for $400,000. Threw all these people up under the bus. And basically what he was doing was he was talking to these business people. And why was he talking to these business people? Because Alabama refuses to go <laughs> gentle into the night. They are raging against the dying of the light. And what Nick Saban is seeing, and what he basically was doing was hating. Let's make no mistake about it. Nick Saban was pure, unadulterated hating. N dry snitching, right? Bringing up Texas A&M, no reason to talk about them. No reason to put on tape that you're talking about Texas A&M. No reason to put on tape that you're talking about Deion Sanders and Jackson State. No reason to put on tape that you're talking about Miami unless you're mad that they are getting something that you ain't getting. And what Texas A&M is getting that Nick Saban ain't getting is top recruits because A&M is spending the money and Alabama wasn't. So why is he talking to a group of businessmen? Because the businessmen got the money. And he's telling them, yo, we lost recruiting last year. We lost recruiting this year because y'all ain't spending the money. That's the first and foremost thing that he was doing. The fact that he had to throw AM and Jimbo Fisher and Dion and Miami in there was him just hating. He could have done this in private, but this is what haters do. They can only pretend to be somebody for so long. Eventually, the hating has to come out into the light. And Nick Saban, who for years has shown you who he is. I mean, if you watch college football, you watch these interviews, he's a grump. You know what I'm saying? He's a grump. He's honorary. And this is what he's been his entire career. But now that things are starting to go awry, right? They didn't win the national championship this past year. Um, you know, they might win it this year because they got Bryce Young, who is a player who came to Alabama from California. Shannon Sharp was talking about this the other day on, on Undisputed. How the hell you think Alabama get all these dope kids from all these, all these places outside of Alabama? Why the hell would any of these people want to come live in Tuscaloosa? Just because they like Nick Saban? Hell, you could watch TV and, and I don't know who likes Nick Saban besides his wife and his family. You know what I'm saying? Like, that dude looks like a grub. Why would anybody want to hang out with that dude? They come there because they're getting money. They're getting hooked up. And like I said on the last show, it used to be just the boosters. The boosters were giving these kids the money under the table, right? They were doing it in the shadows, funneling money to a kid's parent, right? Getting a kid's parent a job, uh, getting a kid a car through somebody else's name, yada, or an apartment, right? But last year, the courts made it so that kids could profit off their name, image, and likeness, and it 
opened up the floodgates because now instead of having to do it in private and in shade, these companies and these businessmen can give these kids the money legally. And when they give these kids the money legally, now there is no cap, right? It's like, okay, well, hey, I got $100,000 that normally I would just give to the school to, to upgrade the facilities and make the weight room look shinier. But instead of doing that now, I could just give it to the kid and make sure he comes to the school who already has a weight room that's already dope. We don't need to have flying cars in the weight room. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to have the bangedest, banging all of some sound system. We can have a bold sound system in the weight room and give the extra money to the kid to get him to come to the weight room. But when you do that, now you're not giving the money to the school. And so the school got a problem with it. And when the school got a problem with it, now they're losing these recruits. Texas A&M. And Nick Saban, yo, he's keeping it 100 with, with his hate, but it's real. Texas A&M should not ever have a number one recruiting class. That's College Station, Texas. There is nothing there. They should never. If you're just going to go straight off of, if, if we weren't paying these players, if the pay, players weren't getting paid and they were able to go where their hearts desired, where it looks the best, where it's the funnest to be, every kid in the world should want to be at USC, UCLA, uh, Florida, Miami, Florida State. Those are the two. They're the most desirable places to be on the coast. That's it. Miami, USC, UCLA. Those are the three who should have every recruit they would want in the world. But what happens is the boosters start paying some money. People pay a little bit more. And now kids are going where they're going to go. And with this NIL, now you get the corporations and the companies coming in saying, yo, we got this. We'll get these kids this. Boom, boom, boom. Come here. Bam. And, and now Nick Saban's got a problem with it because he's losing out on players. And Fisher went nuclear right back on Saban and said, yo, this dude is a clown. He's a clown. He thinks he's God. And you're starting to see what's going on. And for him to even come out and say this is despicable. He said despicable about 17, 20 times in his press conference. And he should because Nick Saban is basically putting on blast and putting it out there for the world to hear. Yo, these dudes are doing this, which is totally legal. It's They're doing nothing illegal. They're just doing it better than Nick Saban in Alabama, which is why Nick Saban went to the Alabama businessmen to try to get some money. But Saban went further, saying, like, this ain't sustainable. And when we pay the players, now college, you know, sports is just going to be bad for it. We've got tons of non-revenue sports where kids are able to come and get a scholarship and get, a, get an education. But once we start paying players, all that's going to go away. How do you think those other non-revenue uh players get scholarships because the the revenue players are earning all this money for you so you your school can keep giving away free scholarships to people who don't really earn no damn money there ain't no money in tennis there ain't no money in, in swimming there's no money in gymnastics there's no money in badminton all the money comes from football basketball women's basketball uh, then then you get then you get uh maybe some baseball maybe you get some softball. Other than that, all these other sports are living rent free, getting free educations, free scholarships off of the backs of the people making the most money, which are football and basketball players. Just pay them. 
I don't think this is sustainable. Yeah, no, it's sustainable. It just means that the level, the playing field's been leveled. That's all that's happened. The playing field has been leveled to a degree. Because what it's going to be is the schools that find the most money from their, their businesses and around are going to get the best players. Because why wouldn't I as a player? Why the hell would I not get the most money possible? I'm putting my life and my career on the line every time I step out there on that field. Be the practice field or the playing field. Especially in football. And I'm going to this school for four years, for, for hopefully three years, because they still got the law in college football where you've got to be three years removed from your high school graduating class before you can go to the NFL. The NFL makes it that way, and college benefits from it immensely. They get to have kids there for at least three years, right? At least three years. So if I'm a kid and I got to go and, and I got to pledge three years to someplace, because in basketball, all you got to do is go one. Right, you got one year out of high school to go to the league. That's it. But in football, you got three. So if I gotta go give three years, I'm gonna go where I can get the most money up front first. Because what happens if I don't make it to the NFL? What happens if I get hurt while I'm there? Because if and keep it real, people don't want to. People don't think about it this way. But these NF, these NCAA college basketball, it's all a series of one year contracts. That's all it is. If you go there and you're not doing well at that school and they don't like how you're producing or what, they don't have the they don't they can let you go of your scholarship. They can kick you out. They can take away your scholarship. You've got to perform. It's a job, but nobody wants to hear that. It's a job that these kids are working for when they get there. They're on a series of one-year contracts for four for three to four years. And every year they gotta prove their worth. So why wouldn't I want to go where I can get the most money first and foremost? Of course they're going to go where they can get the money. That only makes sense. And now that it's been introduced, these college coaches are losing their minds, especially Nick Saban. And this is a bad deal for Nick Saban in this regard because I don't mess with haters. I don't know if anybody else, I mean, and this, this sports landscape, the sports media stuff has turned into a bunch of haters just talking on TV and talking in these sports programs. I don't do the hate, man. And I'll tell you this much. When haters reveal themselves to me, I move the hell on. I am, I am no longer, I've never been like a, I mean, I like seeing the best team win and the best team play, but when I find out that there's a hater in the midst or a hater running said team or said program, I'm out. Nick Saban, I'm done with Alabama. I, I don't, I can't root for them cats ever again, as long as he's the head coach. And if I got a kid that's good enough to go to Alabama, ain't no way in hell I'm sending him to go be with some hater. Ain't no way, cause hating bleeds into everything else he's gonna do. If he, if he's a hater like this in public, talking like that, I, imagine what he does in private. If that's his get down in public, imagine how bad of a hater Nick Saban is in private. Oh, man, ain't no way my kid would be there. Ain't no way, no how. This is going to start the end of Alabama's run with this dude as the coach. Because not only did he take jabs at, at a coach, Jimbo Fisher, and, and doing this in public so that the whole world is talking about this and thinking about this now, he's also shaming these families, basically saying, yo, these kids and their families are just taking top dollar. They're mercenaries. He's making them look bad. And throwing stones while you live in a glass house, bruh. Like, y'all do it too. 
They're just doing it better than you. And now you're going to have all these kids. The kids know this. The kids, they talk about this. The kids know what hating is. This is pure hate. And Nick Saban just lost a lot of families and a lot of kids by being a hater. And, 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 the, and the worst one is bringing in Jackson State, HBCU. And he's questioning how they get this kid over here. They spent a million dollars to get him to go there. See, and I talked about this in the show earlier because it used to be black players couldn't even go to these damn schools. Black players couldn't go to Alabama back in the day. That's why you had Jerry Rice at Mississippi Valley State. That's why you had Walter Payton at Jackson State. HBCUs used to be the lifeblood of man, man, just Hall of Famers in the NFL from HBCUs because these dudes couldn't go to white colleges or just wanted to stay where they knew they were loved, right? Where they weren't going to be used just for their football ability. But what happened is all of a sudden, black college, black players were exploding, showing that they were dope and, and great. And all the white schools that weren't letting black players in were like, yo, we got to get some of them. We need to get some of that. So what do they do? They start recruiting and how do they recruit they send money it's been like this forever but now that one dude a number one recruit decided not to go to a florida state or alabama or 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 a&m it's a problem right like how the hell could he not want to be here like what are they doing over there they got to be paying all these players to get over there and so what if they did but see, this is where the hate comes in. And, and and let's keep it real. Jackson State is being coached by who? Deion Sanders, the greatest cornerback of all time. Travis Hunter is a cornerback. Why wouldn't Travis Hunter want to be coached by the greatest of all time? Is it beyond, is it beyond the pale that he might want to go and be around greatness? Maybe he wants to stay. He wants to go to a black college to help lift the black college up and maybe change the landscape, which it's going to do. Once you get one Travis Hunter, you're going to get more people who think like him, who think, yo, I want to go to an HBCU and turn it around. I want to go to the HBCU, be the big man on campus and make more cats come here. Let's get it competitive because you don't need. It's not the same old uh, NCAA football. It's not the same thing where you had three schools on TV on a Saturday and that was it. Every school is on TV now. You can go anywhere. The scouts have endless resources, endless tapes to find the best players. You do not have to go to Alabama to go to the NFL. Hell, the 49ers just traded heaven and, <laughs> heaven and earth to move up to number three two years ago to take Trey Lance from where? North Dakota State. They will find you. So that has already hurt the NCAA uh, Division I college powerhouse coaches playing field, and now this NIL changed the whole deal. But it's just mind-blowing to me that Nick Saban would do this and throw a grenade on the whole program. But what it did, and I'm happy that it's doing, is it's shining a light and showing the players eventually are going to figure out that they've got all the power here. They're going to keep getting all this money from these businesses and taking this money and growing, right? It's going to keep happening. It's not going to stop. And Nick Saban is asking for a federal injunction. We're going to have to get a federal injunction or something so, so that this can stop. No, it's not going to stop. If, if anything, it's going to go further. You're trying to hold on. You're trying to be the last dinos dinosaur. 
It's going to continually progress. You're going to see more and more coaches out there hating and talking in public, which is actually, uh, I don't mind the, the, the hatred they have for each other. Keep it real. You don't like him, he don't like you. And with, with Jimbo Fisher and, and Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher used to coach for Nick Saban. 2000 to 2004, he was a quarterback's coach at LSU. And he even said, yo, I, you could see <laughs> Jimbo went back at his, his conference. He went off on Nick Saban saying this guy thinks he's God. And you can tell why you can see why people don't want to work for the guy, why people leave and never come back. I mean, there's a way he does things and it ain't the right way. And yada, yada, like I'm done with that dude. It's a wrap. It's going to bring to light more hatred between coaches and the pettiness and the jealousy and all that stuff. I'm here for that. But mostly I'm here for the death of the NCAA. Because the NCAA can't sustain this. And what the NCAA can't sustain is they cannot keep being a watchdog for all these NIL deals. They can't, you know, Saban was like, the NCAA has to do better and look into this. But they can't do it because they don't, their job is not to make sure the NIL deals are going straight and the kids aren't going crazy with all this, right? Their job is to get this bread. The NCAA runs championship uh, games. They put on the, the Final Four. They're here to make money for the schools and the NCAA. They're not here to be watching and making sure uh, Johnny Walker ain't getting paid too much over at uh, Alabama State. They ain't here for that. Now, back when it was like a blatant thing when, when everybody was supposed to be on the hush-hush and keep it quiet, and then all of a sudden you see some dude at Ole Miss show up with a – they get Ole Miss has a number one recruiting class and all the kids got Rolls Royces. Yeah, now you got a problem. NCAA can see that. But now this Im name, image, and likeness where everybody gets to do what they want to do and they can spend the money and it's all legal, NCAA has nothing they can do. It's a wrap, and it's going to signal the end of them because the players are going to keep getting more and more money and the NCAA can't do anything. And what the schools are going to have to do is say, damn the NCAA, because what do you do? Besides put on these championship games, which we could end up doing ourselves, our conferences can do this. We don't need the NCAA to do this. And you don't even keep a watchdog for these players and make sure that some people aren't getting paid too much money or whatever. And there is no such thing as too much money because there is no cap. There is no cap. It's the wild, wild west, they open the floodgates, and this is what needs to happen because who gives a damn if the players are getting paid? They should have been getting paid all along. But now that they're making this money, it's turning into a real issue. And I love it. I love, love, love it. They should have been getting paid. Now they're getting paid, and they're going to continue to get paid. And eventually, it's just going to be the schools giving these guys the money. Because they want the money to keep coming from these businesses who are paying these players. They'd rather the business pay them and then they can give it to the kids. That's what they're going to want. So I'm telling you now, trust me, I'm a future, I'm a I'm a soothsayer in this, right? Or is it soothsayer? I don't know. I think it's a soothsayer, whatever. Trust me. They're going to get rid of this name, image, and likeness at some point. They're going to figure out a way to not have that be the thing. And then they're going to pay the players. The colleges will just pay the players. They'll get the money from the businesses, and the colleges will send out the money. But that won't last long either, because eventually kids are going to become mercenaries. They're going to say, yo, I'm going to go. Hell, we just saw today uh, the Addison kid from Pittsburgh. He went to USC. Went to the transfer portal, played. He was the Bolitnikov winner this past year at uh, at Pittsburgh. Decided to bounce. Now he's at, at USC with Lincoln Riley and, and the quarterback from Oklahoma who transferred over. 
They're going to become mercenaries. They're going to say, yo, I'm going to go to where I can get the most money from any school. How much are you willing to pay? And they're going to try to put a cap on it. School's going to say, oh, this is how much we'll pay the players. No, 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 no. We're going to need more or we just won't play. And then eventually the, the rulings will come in and the players will be able to go to the NFL earlier than they want to or whenever they want to. It's all coming down. It's all falling apart. And I'm here for it. I'm so excited. And October 8th this year. Texas A&M goes to Alabama. Woo, Lord, that is going to be the thing. And they asked Jimbo, like, are you, are you, are you, are you worried about, you know, how's it going to be when you go to the SEC meetings and see Saban and you play them October 8th? And he was like, I don't run from confrontation. I actually kind of like it. I can't wait. <laughs> Boy, this NIL is the best thing that's happened to college football in so long. I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Yes, Lord, thank you. I'm Reggie Watkins. Y'all will listen to I'm Probably Right. Rate us, review, and subscribe, comment, but don't be hating. Kevin, thank you so much for running the show, running the boards. Appreciate y'all. I am out of town next week. I'm going to Turks and Caicos for a nice vacation, so there will be no episode next week. We'll be back the week after that. Peace, love, and hair grease. Talk to y'all soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 